Hey guys, it's Renee from Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. On this podcast, we're going to recap the historic fight that took place last Saturday between Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano and what a huge moment that was for women. Plus, we speak to UFC Bantamweight champion Juliana Pena about coaching this season of The Ultimate Fighter. Here we go. Hell of a weekend. Uh, Katie Taylor, Amanda Serrano, what an amazing, amazing fight, really cementing women's boxing. How did you feel about this fight? I mean, just watching it, the fight alone before we get into, you know, the theatrics and all the other amazing things that went along with this fight, but just this bout between these two women, how did you feel about it? Who do you think won? Oh, it was incredible. I mean, just the fact that this is the first. How many years is boxing? It's like 100 and, I don't know, 150 or something like that, they said. Don't quote me on the exact it is, but it's been around a minute. Yeah. And I've been saying, this needs to happen. Like, women have a story to be told. And um, I think that a large part of the story was told this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Serrano versus Taylor was epic. The Madison Square Garden was sold out for the first ever female headline headlining boxing event and these women showed up like I I feel like this was kind of like the infancy of of women's MMA and it's crazy to think because women's boxing is you know and boxing has been around so long but um they showed up like they had to show that place out you know um they they fought with their hearts on their sleeves I thought it was a fantastic match uh I personally thought that Serrano won but I I guess I still don't understand how to score boxing very well like I just don't get it because I watch it and I'm like this person's winning like it just I just I just watch it as a fighter and I'm like who's winning a fight right now but I think there must be a lot more to it I don't know like is the footwork important I mean obviously Katie Taylor's footwork was really impressive I mean it really got Mm -hmm. her moving around and she was able to stick and move but I saw it two times that Katie Taylor was really hurt in that fight in the fifth round and in the last round. And I don't think a lot of people caught it in the last round, but, um, she was, she was hurt. She was really playing, playing it off well, but I mean, she was hurt. And, um, so you and I, we were talking in our pre-production, uh, meeting before the show and you said something that was really interesting. I mean, yes, women's boxing is, you know, this was such a monumental moment. It really did feel like it was that spark to really ignite this flame for and to keep taking this torch and move forward with the sport. Um, But one thing that you said was, you know, having these three minute rounds really can make that difference in terms of, uh, you know, if, if Amanda Serrano was to be able to get the job done, should she be given a little bit more time in there? Yes. She, this is, this is ridiculous that women are still boxing two minute rounds and it's so frustrating to see something like that fifth round happen where, where Serrano, who is the smaller girl who's coming up, you know, smart lady, uh, coming up in boxing, uh, up in weight class to box, you know, Katie Taylor, who's hands down one of the best. I mean, these two women have paved the way they've done amazing trailblazing things inside the sport of boxing and to see them be pushed you know in this way is fantastic but it's still frustrating to see them being handcuffed in another way because women's boxing gets criticism for not getting finishes 
you know, like, oh, who wants to watch? But you take a whole 60, you take a third of their round away. I mean, the way that Serrano had Katie Taylor on ice skates in that fifth round and then the time ended, you just have to wonder, I've been saying this, what would happen if there were 60 more seconds? I mean, it's the accumulation of damage a lot of times, especially when you've got big gloves, you know, that that, um, you get someone rocked and it's the next punch that gets them to the next point. And then then that another one, you know, that gets the job done and to cut 60 seconds off of that just feels yeah. infuriating to me so i i want a rematch i want it asap but i want it with the rounds that the men get period like i don't i don't want any more of this two minute bullshit how long legitimately realistically do you think that it would take for that to happen in the world of boxing well, I think it, I mean, it's taken forever to get to this point, but I mean, yeah. let's give Jake Paul his flowers for a second. Hell because, yes. Yes. Because, because honestly, what he just did for women throughout the history, I mean, this was such a monumental moment and we just have to give thanks and praise to those men mm-hmm. who lift the woman, you know, up and help her get there and accomplish her dreams because in a lot of ways it still is a man's world and when you have oh chauvinistic God, yeah. men who are stuck in their ways That's who are fearful of bullshit. women yeah who fearful of women being successful we just don't get anywhere and this was such a great step in and shows the mindset change that the people are ready for mm-hmm. this. Like people have been ready for this. And I've been saying that I used to manage Amanda Serrano when she was um, transitioning through MMA a little bit. And um, I had some conversations with some promoters that were very frustrating. I was like banging my head against the wall. I'm like, you don't get it. There's a story to be told know that you had done that. That's really interesting. Yeah. So I, yeah, I worked with her. So, I mean, not so much in the boxing realm wasn't really what I was trying to help her with. I was trying to help her in the MMA, but I did, you know, kind of dabble and have conversations. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so lucky that I'm doing MMA right now because these guys don't get it. They don't understand that there's a story to be told, that they're missing the boat, that people would be interested if they would just believe in women a little bit instead of handicapping them and doing things like, oh, two minute rounds, oh, undercard, oh, this, oh, that, you you know? What do you think is the big difference between boxing and MMA to have such a stark difference? I mean, you look at boxing that's been around for so much longer versus the strides that MMA has made in a considerably short amount of time. And same with professional wrestling. I'll I'll add that into into the mix as well. I mean, what women have been able to do in professional wrestling in the last decade is insane. But why is boxing lagging behind so much? I just think it's the guys who are still running the boxing realm because you see somebody. It's just more old school. Yes, it's just the old school mentality that women are less than. The women are not going to just, they're not selling, so they don't. But the problem is, is from, is, is, is from the top down. You know, it's from the guys who are running it down. It's not really, in in my opinion, it's not really the women. It's the way that they have been put in a box and handicapped. Oh my God, of course. Because because the reason I feel like I can say comfortably say that is thinking about all these great women's MMA fights and the difference of how the UFC got behind us 110%. They gave main event slots, pay-per-views, they they told the stories, they invested Mm -hmm. in the women, and the women showed up just like... Serrano and Taylor did, you know, for that boxing fight, they showed up and they showed down because they knew what the importance was, but just never giving the, the true opportunity is the problem with boxing. 
And yeah, um, and that's know, why I, I'm I so do... excited to have Jake Paul as a promoter. I'm really yeah. excited because he gets it. He sees the value in the story and the way that they work and how, you know, it's not actually that much different. But I just hope we can continue to make changes and get those three minute, you know, those three minute rounds because I'm all for that. And listen, I'll say it all day long, but women are impressive as hell. If you give women the right opportunities and showcase them in the right light, like they get shit done. They're not going to under deliver for you. Like I feel like more often than not, you give women that spotlight, you pass them that baton and they show up and they do an an incredible job. I don't know if it's a matter of just like feeling more of the pressure on themselves and knowing that that pressure is on them in that capacity. Uh, I I don't know. I I just feel like when you have women in the right women in those spots to really carry those moments on their shoulders, they fucking knock it out of the park. And uh, Katie and Amanda absolutely were that. It's funny. Like right before we hopped on the show, I was like rewatching just like their entrances and seeing Madison Square Garden like on their feet for these women, it was electric. Like it literally gave me goosebumps again to watch what they were doing and to feel that history being made. And you could see Amanda even like right before the bell rang for her, she just kind of like took that deep breath and she knew like, let's do this. I've been preparing for this moment. This is the moment. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. did, Did you ever feel like you got to like take in the moment like that it seemed like she was really soaking in that moment and like preparing for battle do you feel like you get to take in those moments a lot are you like thinking about other things like what is that like for you in that in those moments I remember feeling like that when I fought Holly I obviously felt like that when I fought Rhonda as well it just wasn't as uh, sweet of an ending um yeah. you know and sometimes you know you feel like it's the moment and you show up for it and and you just come up short and that's just you know the, yeah. the harsh truth of what you do when you put yourself out there in every way and another athlete does as well or human being and and uh sometimes you fall a little short and sometimes you know you you get it you get it done but the big picture here is that these women have forever and Jake Paul have forever changed the landscape of what it means to be a female boxer. And it was just incredible to see it happen. Um, Just got to give thanks to those guys out there. Guys, the ones that are not afraid to embrace strong women, to pull us up, to help us out, to open the door, to hold it open, not put them in a box. Yes. um, You guys are the shit, you know, when you you see these changes happen, like we need, we need, we need that way. This is a partnership. We need two to tango. So, um, just so happy to see this change happen, you know, to see it go down like this, this history in the making. And, and it just feels good that I, that what I was thinking about women's boxing was just, you know, this, that the story hadn't been told, that the platform hadn't been created, that the opportunity wasn't given. Um, mm-hmm. It goes to show it, it, that's all they needed. That's all they needed. Yeah. Just give them, give them the stage, give them the spotlight, give them the opportunity. And these lim- women will, show up and and work themselves to death um to prove that you they want, belong you're ready for them to run it back again let's go back let's do this one more time why not i mean it was a spectacular fight i mean uh, nobody has done that to katie taylor before nobody has rocked her like that i still say it happened twice in the fight once in that fifth round um, and she was hurt real bad. And then again, in, in, in the last round, and I just don't know if the judges, I don't know if anybody really saw it, but Katie was kind of falling into her. Um, you know, she was getting caught more often. 
Again, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't know. It was a split decision. So obviously one judge did have Amanda winning. That's how I saw it going down. But regardless, it was a fantastic fight. I think the fans would be here for it. I think that they totally proved their worth and beyond. And (laughs) it was exciting. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of glad that we didn't see the knockout in the fifth round, even though. I would I would have loved for my girl Amanda to win. She is just just the most amazing human being. But for the sport in total, it was great to see Taylor battle back and really, mm-hmm. you know, just show that there was the the level of competition um, is very high in women's wow. boxing. So the fight was great. I think you make some changes moving forward. We make it three minute rounds and, and that mm-hmm. way there's a, something a little bit more interesting too. Like, does Amanda get it done this time? You know, does she, yeah. is she able to get the knockout? Um, I would love to see it. I would be here for Let's it. Let's run it back. Jake Paul, make it happen. You are the man in charge. Now <laughs> women's boxing is in your hands. Do the right thing. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Hall of Fame sportscaster Leslie Visser, and I've got a new podcast, In Conversation, where I'll draw from 45 years of covering the Final Four, the NBA Finals, Wimbledon, the World Series, the Super Bowl, the Olympics. CBS even sent me to the fall of the Berlin Wall. I think you'll enjoy the give and take, so subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included in most subscriptions. We are joined by none other. I mean, you just heard it on the intro. The UFC bantamweight champion, Juliana Pena. Juliana, thanks so much for joining us. I know you're like busy as all hell right now doing all of the media rounds. How's it going? How's it going, Renee? Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. And Misha, it's awesome to see you. Thanks, babe. Uh, good morning, America, this morning. Now you're here with us. you got a busy day ahead of you. I didn't even know you were in New York, but this is cool. This is great. And you look you look fantastic, by the way. You look like a you million bucks. Whatever that dresses you have going on, you're rocking it, lady. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I did Barstool Sports, Sirius XM. I got a couple more hits going to the Mets game later. It's a full day. Oh, Your fun. outfits are always crushing it. Do you work with a stylist or is this all you? Um, so before the championship, it was uh, my coach's wife, Piera, who literally I can't make a purchase without getting an OK. <laughs> and then um, and then, yes, um, for for a few like for Ellen, for example, or for today for Good Morning America, I'm working with uh, the stylist named Luca in L.A. Mm, well, they're crushing it because <laughs> yeah. I love a good puffy sleeve. Yes. Lean into a good sleeve situation. Um, so you up. have pumped it up. Uh, here doing the media rounds, talking uh, Ultimate Fighter 30, which is uh, going to debut May 3rd uh, on ESPN+. Plus. What can we expect for this season? How was it? How different was it for you to be there in the coaching spot as opposed to being a contestant on the on the show? Um, it was it was quite the experience, that's for sure. I wasn't expecting to get wrapped up in the team aspect um, as much as I did. You know, some of the people on my team have already come and, and stayed with me and have been with me for the last two <laughs> weeks, and so it's really a nice family bond that I've uh, created with my team, and and I think that that's the best interesting spot about um, being a coach. Uh, the other uh, awesome thing is. Just being able to guide them, you know, and help them uh, in their careers as, as UFC fighters and, and watching them get their start like I did. And Misha, you know all about this. You were my coach. Yes, exactly. It is interesting watching everything continue to unfold. And, you know, there's this young, hungry, you know, kids almost. It's just like you see the dream and it's like, you know, 
they're they're gonna work hard to get there and um yeah i remember that moment i remember just being like oh wow you know see them want it want it so bad julie where did that rank for you as far as like things that you on your bucket list because i remember you being pretty adamant for a long time you really wanted to coach on the ultimate fighter and some fighters don't have an appreciation for that it's a tough job it's 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 a thankless job a lot of times it's a tough (laughs) job i think it's probably a little bit harder than you had anticipated especially when you get like a little bit of you know just you know kinks you got to work out with the team it's it's a tough position to be in but tell me how how it ranked for you and your overall experience it it ranked uh right up there top top five probably um and you know the truth is is this is going to sound horrible I didn't experience some of the things that those fighters experienced because I won the show. And so to see some of them, obviously some of them get eliminated. Some of them, you know, they don't continue. And and that part was really heartbreaking. And that was very hard for me to deal with. And I... I was trying to be there for them and I'm trying to relate, you know, um, it's, it was a tough situation to see some of them get eliminated because I know that their hearts were broken. Their dreams at the moment feel like they're crushed. Life is over, you know, but you know, I just try to stay positive with them and let them know, Hey, it's not over. You know, usually, um, for the most part, if you just keep grinding, you're going to get your shot. So there's still people that didn't win the ultimate fighter that are still in the UFC fighting. Let's get into the coaching aspect of things. How was it when you and Amanda saw each other again? Was this the first time you guys saw each other since you won the championship? Yes, it was. Um, Pretty awkward, pretty awkward. Uh, I would say that Amanda was very gracious in defeat when I won, but Mm -hmm. she won't accept it. She hasn't accepted it. She has every excuse under the sun to say, you know, my knee was messed up. My team was messed up. You know, the sun wasn't shining bright enough that day. So for me, it was very difficult because it was like a backhanded compliment, you know, and she's obviously wanted to get her belt back and everything like that. But I just wanted, and she's, it's like, she's trying to convince me of stuff that I know is not true. And so that part is really annoying. (laughs) <laughs> do you guys get heated during the show? Do you guys get into some shit and talk a little trash? I mean, every season of The Ultimate <laughs> Fighter, the coaches kind of go at it, right, Mish? <laughs> well, historically, yes. So, um, yeah. I feel like this is going to be a good one. I cannot wait to watch this. I am super excited. Yeah, it's going to be a great season. And I think that what's so fantastic about the show is you get to see these up and coming rising stars that are going to be, you know, the next generation of UFC fighters. So it was really incredible to see their journey, see where they come from, hear their stories and uh, their whys. You know, it's, it's it was awesome to, to get to know them on a personal level. I didn't think I was going to care about them that much. I really didn't. I'm like, <laughs> I'm literally not going to care about any of them. But like, I care about all of them. <laughs> did, did, did this show change how you felt about how you feel about Amanda in any way was there anything that that's going to be a little different in in the lead up for this next fight I guess something else that's interesting which I didn't really think about is that I coached on the ultimate fighter against Ronda um, between fights as well granted the first fight was considerably like a lot longer you know you guys had just fought and then coached or whatever but Seeing someone day in and day out, that's very rare, especially someone that you're going to, you know, you're going to fight again. It's it's a rare opportunity. Normally training camps are completely in different places. You don't see each other until the, you know, the week of the fight. So tell me how that experience, like, did it change anything for you? Do you think any differently about Amanda? What are your thoughts? Well, I, first off, I didn't realize that how much of a high maintenance diva she was. I'll just put it, put, put that out there. Um, and second, 
Um, yeah, it did. It made me just want to have the fight like next week. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm ready to go. And I just, the, the waiting I think is the most agonizing yeah. part for a fighter, uh, having to wait, you know, you see this person in the hallway and you're ready to throttle them right then and there, <laughs> but, uh, you can't, you know, you got to keep it PG and, and do good for your team. And, you know, at the end of the day, um, my beef with Amanda is absolutely going to happen and that's a given 110%. So I already know that. So I was really trying to focus on the fighters because this is about their time, their experience, their journey on the ultimate fighter. And I'm there to guide them and to coach them. And so I really tried to focus less attention um, on Amanda and more attention on my team and, and how I can make my team just be dominating. Well, we know that it's going to happen with Amanda. Do we know when? No, we don't. Um, mm. We have an idea, but we don't know yet. I can't say uh, exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so May 3rd, ESPN Plus, The Ultimate Fighter. Cannot wait to see this. Uh, but we've also got to talk a little Mother's Day here. Mother's Day is coming up. Uh, how do you juggle both of these things? I'm a fairly new mom. My baby's almost a year, and I feel like now hitting that year mark, I'm like, oh, I can kind of pull my head out of my ass a little bit. Um, it's how her do you first, juggle like, the two? Mother's Day with the baby outside the body, too. Yeah. So that's exciting. Well, I will say this. You know who deserves all the credit in the world? It's Misha Girl right here because I just have one baby. That woman has two, two babies. Like, how the heck do you do it? I don't know. <laughs> I can't even imagine. Like, I'm barely, like, my head's barely above water with one, you know? So the <laughs> Lady, fact that I'm you losing got my two. mind. And Johnny's out of town this week, so it's a lot of single mom over here. I was yeah. Like I'm, 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 you know, you figure it out though. Like the other day, I was like, uh, guys, get out of the kitchen. I need my space. Get outside. Like I have a fenced in yard. I was like, I'm doing this old school way. It was like, yeah. no TV, no electronics. Get your asses outside and go figure it out. You know, like so I literally kicked my kids out of the house for like 30 minutes. I was like, go play. Yeah. Leave me alone. They were like, what? <laughs> I can't do like, that in Chicago. Go. I live across the street from the highway, and it's uh, pretty dangerous. It worked for me there. for 30 minutes. It gave me my sanity back. But yeah. um, let's switch it back to you though. Like you know, in general, like how did becoming a mother change? your career. Well, you know, they say that it, it takes a village and I would love to, to accredit my mom because my mom is my village. My mom is the only one. Uh, you know, I moved to Chicago yeah. about five years ago, but it's just me out there. And um, now I have my baby. And so it's literally just her and I on a daily basis. So to have my mom there come out for my camps, you know, a month before my camp. And literally she was there from the Ultimate Fighter from day one. And then she came back to Chicago with me this entire time. And she's she just left uh, this morning to drive back to Spokane. And my heart is broken. Um, mm. But honestly, my mom has been such an instrumental part of my camp and part of my success. Uh, Mother's Day is coming up, and I want to like give a massive shout-out to my mom. She's a true queen, and um, she literally makes all this possible, literally. She's shout into purses, right? Didn't you say that? Like She's, that? She loves the purse. I remember when you guys were out here, so I got a chance real quick to, to just kind of pop my head in on the Ultimate Fighter and really do anything special. But meet the team. Meet your mom. Um, and, uh, you were telling me about purses or whatever. So is there like a purse coming down the way for mom's birthday? What are you doing? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, not birthday, but, but no, but no, well actually birthday, but she needs one. Day. That's so funny because, um, by the time I had bought her two Louis Vuitton purses, I didn't own one, um, literally. So, and she's a, she's a purse girl. And I remember, um, my coach was joking about, you know, buying her a coach purse and then she got all hung up that he didn't deliver with the purse. And I'm like, what do you need a coach purse for? I just bought you two Louis Vuittons. I don't even have 
have one. Why are you crying about a coach purse for? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Wipe my ass with a coach purse. I just bought you a freaking $3,000 Louis Vuitton. You complaining about a coach purse. Oh, I got so heated. This is a coach purse for Mother's Day, it is. Literally. Uh, yeah, that'll definitely save on my wallet. I'm down. She deserves it, though. You know what? She really does. She deserves it. She works hard. Literally. She does all my laundry. She cooks for me. She mops my floors. She takes care of my baby. Um, But aside from that, now that I'm not officially like in camp and everything hasn't got the ball rolling, now it's me on my own again. And, um, you know, that balance of work and being a mom is is difficult it's a challenge you know what I mean and and like you said Misha I want to pull my hair out sometimes and literally I'm like mm-hmm. waking up at like a 10 already um but yeah, I think every mom real. can like, I think I'm every... in the deficit today kids you better behave because mom's gonna Honestly. have to fly up the handle if you don't yeah. <laughs> everyone be on eggshells there's days that I look at my husband I'm like fuck uh, I wish I had a wife I I know, right like, damn this is great yeah well guys, any mom can relate to that 100 percent Guys, we are joined by the bantamweight uh, champion, Juliana Pena. Uh, Juliana, Amisha was just saying a second ago, like how she kind of juggles these things, how she handles things with her kids. What are some of the hurdles that you've had with your baby of figuring out motherhood? If there's like a, a mom hack that you found or just like just like a hurdle you've kind of had to jump over. Um, well, there's two. One, I would say, is, is being a single mom. I am a single mom, and, and it's very difficult, you know, to get on the right schedule and get on the right planning and make sure that everything is going. You know, I don't know what she eats when she's not with me. I don't know who she's been around. I don't know, you know, every time she comes back to me, she's sick, I feel like. And so there's those hurdles. And then the second hurdles, I would say, is remember when you had your baby and they say, when the baby naps, you nap, you know? Well, she's four, and I'm still napping with her every day. It's like, girl, this is our thing. Like, it's our time. Yes. Like, we need a nap and so I lay down with her napping yeah my god yeah I still nap with her but my my three-year-old uh-uh yeah she sleeps in the crook of my arm and she has since Mm. the day that she was born and so literally like we're a package deal we 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 Mm. come we come together and and she literally just is like attached at my hip she's a leech half the time so um (laughs) you know it's awesome she really is a joy uh, to be around I know everyone says that about their kids right but like she's really cool it really, it truly is. I mean, having a baby now and I look at her, I'm like, man, yeah, being a mom is the best. Yes, there are days you want to pull your hair out and there's days that I don't know what the hell is going on. But then I see this kid and I'm like, oh my God. And yeah, you really don't know until you have your own kid what that feeling is like. It, it's truly like nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um so let's talk about the resurgence of moms that have gone to have babies and then they step back into MMA from Misha. I mean, looking at yourself, looking at Mackenzie Dern, this has been such a trend of these moms with this like post-pregnancy. Sarah McMahon too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even in like the pro wrestling world, Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey's now back in wrestling after having her baby. Uh, you see it a ton. Uh, what, what do you think this is about mom strength that makes women better after having a baby? I I think it's that mama bear attitude, right? Like, I remember before I had a kid, I was always talking about, I got to win this fight because they're trying to take food out of my baby's mouth and I got to protect my baby cub. But like no one knew what the hell I was talking about because I didn't have a kid. Now I really do I have a kid. You yeah, I, I, be like, I, you'd be like, I'm trying to pretend like they're trying to take my baby away from me, you know, like, yeah, like, like oh, take you don't even have a baby, Julie. I don't know what you're talking about. Like this broad is crazy. Um, and but the reason why it's like it plays now is because now I really do have a kid. Now I really do have somebody trying to take food out of my baby's mouth. And now I am that mama bear that's protected 
detective that's literally going to claw somebody's eyes out if they try to do that. So sometimes I just think, you know, I have more to fight for now and I need to make sure that I am empowering my daughter. And that means that by doing what I do will trickle down and empower her later on in life. Maybe she not understand it all the way right now, but to set this precedence for her and then she'll be able to go back and look and see, man, mom was mom was a pioneer. Mom was kicking ass. You know, I, I just really want to focus on empowering my daughter and letting her know, hey, you can take control of your own life. What advice do you have for single parents? I mean, me, I was raised by a single parent. I will always have so much respect for that single parent that is out there just crushing it, working many jobs, making sure their kid just, you know, has clothes on their back and food on their belly. What advice do you have? I mean, for men or, you know, and women that are doing that single parent gig? You know, this is not going to be for for everybody. But for me, I can honestly say, and this is, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I have a very strong faith in God and I go to church every Sunday and I put my daughter in church. And if it wasn't for that relationship and that constant talking to God and praying every single night for me, I, I wouldn't have been able to make it. I needed to have something to guide my faith. I needed to have something that was going to be a rock for me because I couldn't be a rock for myself and I didn't have a rock to lean on. And so my faith in God and just making sure that I, I stay in the church and just try to devote my life to being the best version of myself and just trying to be a good person has really, um, I think, attributed to the success that I had um, or the success that I'm having. Um, I would also say that, you know, it's not easy and you want to cry and you feel like your life is over and you're like, you're a single mom. Like a part of me feels like I'm a failure, you know, but that's when I really lean in um, to my faith even more um, just to know that, you know, maybe I feel like I'm not worthy of love, but God loves me and that enough is enough for me to stay strong and, and stay strong for my baby. I love it. I've gone the past two weekends with my kids, single mom style, and um, taking them to church. And it's like, they have a great little child watch program. And it's great too. And sometimes too, just having that faith. And I know this isn't for everybody, but for me, it works to like cool my jets a little bit. Sometimes I feel like everything is on my shoulders and it's such an overload. And then sometimes I realize, you know what? There's something bigger than me out there. I need to just relax for a second like just take a five minute relax just enjoy the kids the floors can wait the dishes can wait it'll come full circle like it'll everything will work out like I don't need to be so stressed right now just calm down and enjoy the moment a little bit more and for me that's what really my faith has allowed me to do is to like slow down and remind myself that I don't get to control everything I don't get to. So like relax, like just enjoy the moment a little bit more. And that's been like my whole journey with this MMA coming back, you know, out of retirement and stuff is like all about enjoying the process because they feel like I really fail to do that the majority of the time in the first chapter of my career. So as I try to show that to my children, let me ask you, what lessons do you hope that your daughter learns from just, you, you know, your career, you as a woman and you as a mother, what do you kind of hope that your daughter uh, has instilled in her as she progresses through life? Rule number one, be an independent woman. Do not depend on a man. Do not depend on anybody or anything. Nobody is going to hand you anything in this life. Literally, yeah. nobody. Unless you're born into some air and, and, and mega millions and stuff like that, you already made it. Hey, that's fine. And if your you know, aspirations and goals are to just you know live off of you know the wealth of others, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But for me, nothing was ever handed to me. I've absolutely had to work my tail off to get every square inch of 
anything that I've ever had. And so I want her to not have that mentality of, you know, this entitlement. I want her to know that you have to go out there and you have to go get it. No one's going to give you anything. And if you give up, then, you know, you should expect nothing. But I just want to have that, you know, never give up attitude instilled in her and let her know anything is possible if you believe in yourself and if you have the faith to, to back that up. But no one is going to give you anything and, and you can't be dependent or have any expectation that somebody's going to be there to bail you out or help you. You got to figure it out on your own. And that's something that I've had to learn the hard way. And that's something that I hope that she learns too. But I know judging from the way that I show love, which is like gifts and, and, and stuff like that, that she's, she's pretty <laughs> spoiled. Gonna, she's pretty spoiled. I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you. A little, she's a little because spoiled. My 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 daughter too. Like, well, both of my kids, right? They are growing up in a much different life than I did. It was definitely a lot harder. I had a single mom. You know, the lights were turned off a lot of times. Like, we didn't have power. Like, it was cereal, breakfast, night, and dinner. Like, and it's great. Like, I'm so happy with my life. I'm so happy to have the perspective. But my kids are not necessarily going to have that perspective. I was thinking I'm going to send them on some missions at some point, like with churches, so they can see the perspective, even if they don't have to live mm-hmm. it, that they can see the, like firsthand, like get their hands dirty, build houses for people, help people out that are in those. But like, do you have anything in place since like, you know, they're not going to have to go through those struggles that you and I maybe like went through. But what are you thinking to kind of keep her um, humble, I guess? Well, you know, her her father uh, owns a jujitsu gym and he's a black belt and she's in jujitsu and at four years old. I mean, she's throwing takedowns and she's doing underhooks and she's trying to hit arm bars, you know. So I think that putting her in a martial art that I also do and kind of setting the foundation of, you know, you have to learn how to protect yourself and you are not just going to, you know, get a black belt one day. You got to earn it. You have to yeah. absolutely earn that. And that comes over time. And so she's not really going to have a choice. She has to go to jujitsu. She has to, yeah. you know, learn. And over time, maybe eventually she'll be a black belt. She'll probably be a black belt before I am at this point. But um, <laughs> I really think that keeping her in jujitsu and making sure that she stays yeah. on that path is really important, not to mention the amount of confidence um, it gives her. And And like you said, staying humble. Absolutely. Yep. Sports for kids is like the thing. I couldn't imagine. I'm I, obviously you guys know, but it's like if you didn't have a sport as a kid and something oh, yeah. to really sink your teeth into, like that sh- that just shapes you so That's much. That's a as requirement a human being. for me. I've already decided. Like both my kids will oh, do yeah. sports. Like I'll let them. I'm gonna pick it first, but I'll let them change if they want to later on. But you have to do sports. Like you're in this house, you gotta do sports. I don't care. <laughs> Pull it- your weight. I know. Out there. Story. But it's it's on the flip side of that. It's so. I mean, obviously she goes to jujitsu no problem but like this day and age in this era that we're living in it's like so easy to here's my phone here watch youtube here's the here's a ipad you know what i mean and like just get out of my hair here's you put an electronic in front of their face and it's like these kids i feel like are going to be growing up in a completely different like metaverse type of thing where it's like nobody even works out anymore they just put the gear on and like sit on their couch and (laughs) live in an alternate universe you know so i'm scared for that i really am scared because i want her to be active and i want her to love it and i want her to you know um keep that in mind but i i I couldn't imagine if she didn't do a sport or anything active it would break my heart yeah it sounds like you're balancing it just fine julie it's not an easy world but you know you you know what the trick is ladies you know what the trick is what sometimes you gotta crack a bottle of wine you know what i'm saying (laughs) amen sometimes you just need a drink you know what i mean sometimes you just need a drink the jesus juice the jesus juice give me a glass seriously no shame in that game yes pop that bottle (laughs) mama's had a rough day (laughs) 
Oh, well, Juliana. Mom needs some juice. It works. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Happy Mother's Day to you. Hopefully, you can enjoy it a little bit. Hopefully, you can get a little bit of that uh, that juice. That Jesus juice. Sit back on the Jesus juice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Yes, and yeah, I think Misha told me that. I think eight ounces is good for your heart. Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The show is produced by Michael Russo and Kelly Murphy. Sound designed by Nari Balin. Special thanks to Sirius XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts.